1: Hello New York Giants fans and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host as always, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Today's show I thought we would do another Big Blue View mailbag edition. We uh, we tried that for the first time last Friday to do an audio version of our mailbag in addition to the, the Saturday mailbag that we do on our website. Thought that it went over pretty well. Got a lot of, uh, of good questions answered that, uh, that I would not have otherwise had an opportunity to, to answer in the written mailbag on Saturday. And once again this week, there are a ton of questions for the Big Blue View mailbag. So, we'll answer some of them here in addition to the Saturday morning mailbag. If you want to send a question to the mailbag, you can email that to bigblueview at gmail.com. I always look for the best questions for the Saturday morning mailbag, and obviously the same here for questions that I answer on the podcast as well. All right, so let's get right to uh, some of your questions. And as I did last week, I'm not going to read each one of these questions verbatim. Many of you send me questions that that wind up being very long and opinionated questions, asking me for my thoughts on on your opinions. So I don't think that the best thing for me to do is to read each and every one of these questions word for word. I think that what I will do is try to... uh, to summarize your question and then answer it the best that I can. All right, first question this week comes from Aaron Rasikot, I believe it is the uh, is the last name. Aaron, I'm, I apologize if, if I butchered the last name, but uh, I do appreciate your question. Thank you for sending it. Please continue to send more questions. Anyway, Aaron wants to know uh, basically if the Giants should run it back next year. If the Giants, for one more season, should not only retain head coach Joe Judge, but but keep Dave Gettleman paired with him as well for one more season. If they should keep Daniel Jones as the starting quarterback with Saquon Barkley as the, uh, the focal point of the offense. If they should use at least two of their first three draft picks on offensive linemen. And if they should remove any underperforming players from the team, um, so basically the question is, uh, you know, do they do they more or less run it back with some changes to to the roster underneath Gettleman, Judge, Jones, and Barkley? Aaron, the the reality of it is, when it comes to Dave Gettleman, I just don't think that it's tenable. For Gettleman to remain as general manager, I think that after four failed seasons, that uh, this will be the the fourth straight double digit loss season under Dave's tenure. Some of the mistakes that have been made in terms of offensive line, in terms of trying to begin a rebuild by drafting a running back with the second overall pick in the draft, some of the of those mistakes and and, and and some of the things the way the fan base feels about Dave at this point the the negativity that's in the fan base the restlessness i just don't think that you can go forward with Dave as general manager i can see the argument for doing that it makes sense to me in a way but i don't think that it's a that it's a path that the giants could realistically follow i just don't think it's one that they can sell to the fan base to be honest with you as for keeping Daniel Jones as the uh, starting quarterback and Saquon Barkley as the focal point of the offense I think that's the way this is trending I don't think that uh, I've said a number of times that I don't think the upcoming draft the upcoming offseason is one where the Giants can go out and heavily invest in the quarterback position there's no one in the upcoming draft class who's really a quarterback who really should be drafted in the top 10 there will be guys who who get drafted in those positions because teams overdraft quarterbacks teams get desperate for quarterbacks they end up making mistakes they end up drafting guys too soon so there will be guys who go in the top 10 Kenny Pickett perhaps Matt Corral perhaps we'll see how it how it all shakes out but I really do not believe that the Giants should be in the quarterback market in 2022, at least in the draft. People ask about Russell Wilson and and trades for for Aaron Rodgers and things like that, and I've said previously, the Giants have no cap space heading into 2022. Yes, they can create some, they they can restructure some contracts, they can cut some players, but A trade for Russell Wilson is going to cost draft capital. It's going to cost money that's going to cost the Giants to to remove a couple of highly paid veteran players from the roster. So you're basically gutting the franchise to bring in a 33, 34-year-old quarterback, and that just doesn't work. That just doesn't make sense. What makes more sense is build the roster, continue to, to add young talent, Make a trade down to add more picks and maybe with one of your high picks if if the situation is right, continue to uh, to build the roster. Give Daniel Jones one more year with Freddie Kitchens as offensive coordinator or whoever becomes offensive coordinator. not that uh, not that you're hoping that Daniel Jones will become a superstar at this point in time, but it's just not the right time for the giants to be diving into the quarterback pool when it doesn't look like at least in the draft there's anyone that 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 you can guarantee has a bigger upside than daniel jones does as for saquon barkley it's pretty obvious that barkley will be back next season i mean i suppose there's a possibility that someone would trade for saquon this offseason but i just don't see that as a situation where the Giants would get the kind of value that they would like to get for Saquon so I think Saquon will be back his fifth year option has already been picked up the uh, what you'd like to see is Saquon really have a good season next year really rebuild some of his value and then you know maybe have the Giants make a decision on his long-term future after that but I do think Saquon Barkley will be back as for drafting offensive linemen I would be all for drafting offensive linemen with the with two of the first three picks, maybe even both of the first uh of the two picks in the top 10 if if the right guys are are there. And of course you want to remove underperforming players from from the roster. Uh Aaron used the word cancers in his email to me and I don't think there are any of those guys in the Giants locker room to be honest. There aren't any Players in the locker room who are going to the media to complain. There's no Eli Apple situation with the Giants right now, like there was under Ben McAdoo. There's no Janoris Jenkins situation, like there was on under McAdoo. There aren't any of of those kinds of players, so I don't I don't see that as an issue. But of course, you want to examine the roster and and remove some guys that that aren't getting it done, and and see if you can find better players. So. We'll see what the Giants do here, but I do think that, that we'll have a new general manager in place. But uh, after the GM, I think a lot of those other pieces are going to uh, to remain in place, and the Giants will go forward from there. All right, let's take a look here at uh, at some other questions. Mike Coopersmith uh, basically wants to talk about the, the way that the Giants go about hiring coaches and general managers. And, and Mike basically wants to know, Mike says that that if John Mara and Steve Tisch were, were running a public company, you know, obviously co-owners of the Giants, that they would have been fired a long time ago. Mike wants to know if they should basically step, not necessarily step down and sell the team, but if they should hire a strong GM and, and simply get out of the way and let the GM hire the coach that he wants and do what he wants with the roster. And and listen, you know, Mike, I I don't have the uh, angst toward Giants ownership that that many people do. Listen, I you know they John Mara and Steve Tisch, the Mara and Tisch families own the franchise. They're not going to pay millions of dollars to players, to coaches, to a GM, you know, without having input into those decisions. I understand the uh, the hire the GM and get out of the way philosophy, but I don't believe that Giants ownership, that John Mara in particular, meddles the way that people think want to believe that he does I don't think John is like that I also hear people complain all the time about Chris Mara's role in the front office and people just need to get over themselves when it comes to that Chris Mara is not a decision maker I'm sure that he has a voice I'm sure that he has an opinion but Chris Mara is not telling his brother what to do Chris Mara is not telling the GM what to do Chris Mara is not telling the head coach what to do he simply has a front office title. He has a role. He has an opinion, but he is not making personnel decisions. So I, I, I think that I know that's an aside from the question that that was asked here. But I need to say that people just need to get over that idea. Let it go. As for what should happen in the front office, I know that uh, you know it would be ideal if the Giants could bring a coach and GM in together. But the Giants appear to be all in on Joe Judge at this point in time. If they want to remain all in on Joe Judge, that is simply not going to happen right now. Whoever becomes the GM is going to have to be a person who is at least willing to to give Joe Judge a year to to see if the two of them can work together to see if the two of them can can get the giants pointed in the right direction. I I just don't I don't see you know John Mara, Steve Tisch completely stepping aside and, and saying, you know, you guys just do whatever you want to do. I do think that the fact that the Giants are a co-owned football team owned 50-50 by two families can sometimes be part of the problem. I believe the Giants are the only team in the NFL with that particular arrangement where two families equally own the football team. I think that there has to be a lot of push-pull, there has to be compromise. I'm certain that these two men who come from very different backgrounds see things very differently. I'm sure that they do not agree all of the time, and I think that those kinds of disagreements and those kinds of compromises can, can lead you to a situation where sometimes there might not be a clear direction or a clear vision so I think sometimes the co-ownership, you know, can be a problem per se. As for what happens with the relationship between the coach and GM, we'll just have to see how that uh, how that uh, unfolds. But I do think that whoever the the incoming GM is going to be is is most likely going to either have to be familiar with Joe Judge or willing to give Judge at least a year to to prove whether or not the two of them can work together. All right, Giants fans, let's take a short break here for a word from our sponsors at SB Nation. When we come back, I'll answer a few more questions.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience.
1: All right, Giants fans, Ed Valentine back here on the Valentine's Views podcast, and we're answering some questions that were sent to the Big Blue View mailbag, which you can do by emailing your questions to at bigblueview at gmail.com. And really, there is only one more question to answer for this edition of the, the mailbag. And to be honest... I got this question in various forms, various lengths from three different readers this week. Bob Donnelly, Dennis Bernane, and Spencer Gross all sent the same question, basically, as I said, in different forms, different lengths, with uh, with different tones to to how they asked it. The question basically comes down to this. Heading into a fifth consecutive double-digit loss season, second consecutive one under Joe Judge, fourth consecutive one under Dave Gettleman as GM, is there really anything for Giants fans to be optimistic about? Is there any reason to think that a new GM will be able to, to help turn this thing around in the near future? In answer to that question, I think you have to start with this. I think you have to look at the NFL and look at how competitive the league actually is. There are 14 teams right now in 32-team league that that make the playoffs. There are only three or four teams in each conference right now, the Giants unfortunately being one of them, that really have no real hope of of making the playoffs this season most teams are still playing games that matter most teams still feel like there are scenarios in which they can get to the playoffs so the reality of it is that even at four and nine even if the Giants go five and twelve or four and thirteen the reality of it is that in the NFL you're not that far removed from ever being a, a contending team, from ever being a team that could at least sneak into the playoffs. And I know that makes it all the more frustrating as to why it's been so difficult for the Giants over the last few years. But the fact that you're never actually that far away from being a contending team should be one of those reasons why you have some optimism going into each and every NFL season, every NFL offseason. Another reality is I know that Bill Parcells always says that you are what your record says you are, which makes the Giants right now a bad 4-9 football team. The, the fact is, though, that I said way back in the summertime, maybe even before then, that the the most critical part of the New York Giants season was going to be the first three games against Denver, against Washington, against the Atlanta Falcons, a, a fairly soft part of that schedule. I said that the Giants needed to get off to a good start, not only you know to put a good record on the on the table you know, to start the season, but to build some excitement, to give the fan base some hope. To, to get things pointed in the right direction or to at least show that things were beginning to change. Obviously, the Giants got off to an 0-3 start. Included in that were games against the Washington football team that should have been won and the Atlanta Falcons that also should have been won Game against Washington. Of course, Dexter Lawrence jumped offside on a field goal missed by Dustin Hopkins that would have ended the game and given the Giants a victory. There were also a number of other missed opportunities for the Giants in that game. A touchdown pass that should have been to a wide-open Darius Slayton in the end zone that he and Daniel Jones didn't connect on. A Jones-rushing touchdown that was called back by a phantom-holding penalty against Atlanta. Some questionable coaching decisions and a dropped interception in the end zone cost the Giants a game that they should have won. My point being only that if the Giants win those two games, the Giants would be sitting at 6-7 and seven right now. And the conversation around the New York Giants, the feeling around the New York Giants, would be much different than it currently is Obviously, you can't cry over spilt milk. You can't take those things back. Daniel Jones is still hurt. Leonard Williams is hurt. The Giants still have roughly two dozen guys on on IR at this point. There's a lot of things that have gone wrong with the New York Giants, but the reality of it is I think those two games show you how close things are in the National Football League. And how close the Giants actually are to being a team that can at least compete, you know, for a playoff berth. The other reality is that there are some good young players on the New York Giants roster Aziz Ojalari, Dexter Lawrence. We don't know yet how good Kadarius Toney might be, but there are, Xavier McKinney is another one. There are some quality young players. Cornerstone type pieces. Andrew Thomas is one. Daniel Jones might be one. We still don't know. Saquon Barkley could be a cornerstone piece. We still haven't seen Barkley be, you know, the kind of player that, that he once was. But it's, I'm not writing him off yet either. I'm not writing Daniel Jones off. I'm not one of those guys who's going to say run, you know, run Daniel Jones out of town yesterday at this point. You know, I think I've established that pretty clearly, but there are some cornerstone pieces. There are some other young players to be excited about. I wrote about a bunch of those guys on Friday at Big Blue View, guys like Ellerson Smith, guys like Quincy Roche, uh, guys who you really want to pay attention to, even Matt Pert, who the coaching staff has been down on quite a bit. He's a guy that that could be a, a piece of that offensive line going forward. I don't know if that will happen, but it could still happen. So we'll have to see how all of that goes. I think Leonard Williams is still young enough to be a cornerstone piece. I do feel like, in many respects, the the talent that has been brought in has been better over the last couple of years. So I think there's there are pieces to be optimistic about. I also think that I am not ready yet to give up on Joe Judge as a potential long-term head coach. So I do feel like there are some things worth being excited about if you're a Giants fan. Obviously, as John Mara said, the Giants have to start winning some games. It's simply not enough to say our talent's a little bit better, our process is better. We feel like we're we're making progress. You know, We practice better, all of those kinds of things. I think that the Giants have to eventually win some games. I think 2022 is a real make-or-break season for the Giants. I think Jones will be back. I think Barkley will be back. I think Judge will be back. I think this is really one last chance for this group to uh, to prove that it can get the job done, that it can get the Giants pointed in the right direction, and we'll see what happens. All right, Giants fans, thank you, as always, for listening. Please remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Take care of each other. Stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
0: More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals.